daughters of the mine rejoice. Swing, swing, swing with me. Racial pick and racial voice. Sing, sing, sing with me. Down and down into the deep. Who knows what we'll find beneath? Diamonds, rubies, gold and more. Hidden in the mountain store. As part one of a series on the evolution of minerals, we start with the 12 base, or ur minerals, on this episode. And we explore those 12 and their allotropes. Uh, allotropes being the chemical derivatives of minerals in the same physical state. And in this episode, we're looking at the minerals of creation. Way hey. To start, we have to begin, well, at the beginning. As well, matter, hold on, should we do a quick introduction for everyone? Sure. Was that Go the introduction? Ahead. Well, that was kind of the introduction. Welcome to Cock.Rocks, episode two. Everyone, someone, no one, anyone, I don't mind. Um, this is the, the show where Justin Cody, uh, an authoritative figure on minerals and rocks, talks to Gwyth the Cock, yours truly, uh, who is a total and utter Luddite when it comes to what's underneath his feet. And, um, and we'll, le- we'll, we'll all learn a little bit along the way. He'll learn a little bit about my... Um, incredulous stupidity and i'll learn a lot about rocks and minerals hopefully sorry to interrupt you there let's no, go no. back to it and 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 to be fair a lot of these rocks are not just under your feet they are up in the sky what? they are yeah. whoa yes. there's every rocks single one of the these sky. will be found in okay. space wait yeah. oh damn it i thought you meant like in the clouds no i mean i was gonna say how are they up there still well <laughs> what magic is this <laughs> Well, this starts at the beginning, when matter was converted by stars from hydrogen and helium uh, and trace amounts of lithium okay, into, into... In slightly. the beginning, matter was created from the stars. Okay, how's that? That's pretty good. Thank and you. then the stars turned into heavier elements, like carbon and oxygen, all the way up to iron. So what's the lightest one? Is it uh, the, the lightest metal would be uh, lithium. Oh, okay. Why don't they use that for, like, um, armor, then? Is it no good at being strong? Yeah, no, and it's very reactive with oxygen. And uh, you, you'll you see experiments with lithium uh, where it gets... Well, it kind of explodes when it comes into contact. It's, just, it's highly reactive as a metal, so it's not very useful in and of itself. Uh, that's why you have many compounds of lithium, like in your batteries. Yes, that's, the, then, that's probably the only thing I can think yeah. of, other than John Lithgow must have a bit of lithium in him. Possible. Uh, yeah. Probably from the drugs. With a stature like that, who could argue? He's probably taking lithium. But uh, most famous among these ur minerals is diamond. Yes, diamond. You may ask, why diamond? Well, because most stars that are in the main sequence, like ours, uh, when they become white dwarves at the, I'm not going to say the very end, but close to the end of their life cycle, they are mostly made of carbon with some iron at the core. So, they are quite literally uh, oh, diamonds in the sky. Hold on, we might, I might have to press pause here. The boy's flipping all over the place in oh, bed. All right. <coughs> Yeah, I better go give him a, a quick preemptive a strike form. of some milk. Well, either yeah, time, time code is about 3.20, so... We'll call it 3.33, and then we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. Right, I'll be back in about f- six minutes, hopefully. All right. Well, it's just me here for six minutes. 
smoking this nice Milanio Serie V cigar. It's a nice night. Some of you listen to this, or who may be listening to this in the future, might even hear the uh, crickets. By the way, anyone can submit questions uh, if they wish. They can send them to my email, which is jacody26 at gmail.com. Other questions you may be able to answer yourself in the meantime by visiting mindat.org. Or, if you want to see what's under your feet, check out macrostrat.org. There are other free apps for phones as well, allowing you to explore the world around you. Uh, You can check out the United States Geological Survey, uh, USGS.gov, as well as, I believe there's a Bureau of Mines, and you can find old-timey maps that have been submitted and find mines near you. Uh, Always get permission for any, from a private landowners, where you seek to uh, go rock hounding, and uh, always use proper precautions, Hard hats, steel-toed shoes, gloves, uh, safety goggles. Uh, I want to protect those precious eyeballs. It's also good to carry a flashlight and a UV flashlight. UV flashlights you can find at Walmart. Uh, You can get more specialized ones for short and medium wave, more expensively off Amazon, of course. For some minerals, They glow different colors under different kinds of light. And that is certainly another way to locate specialized uh, minerals that are out there. Ah, I hear him now. Okay, I'm back. Oi! Just one second. Let me grab a cerveza, and then I'm yours. I'm gonna keep that in the show. Oh, shit, why are those cervezas? Maybe your son got him. My apologies. Welcome back. Rudely interrupted by my human Sorry. resource. I, I, will, I, will, I will allow you to uh, cut and edit this up once it's all done. Yeah, I'm probably going to do a little work on these, to be Tighten fair. Tighten it just, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get a, a good flow with them eventually, but we, what we're doing now is just feeding our way through this muggy quagmire of antimatter that needs to be filled I, I feel with good you, content. I feel you. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be great. In the end, we'll be rock stars. Get it? Cock stars. Ooh, even better. <laughs> Je suis on board, madame. All right, so as we were. So mm. a quick so, recap, we were on uh, diamonds, weren't we? Diamond, yes, diamond. And they uh, weren't Which in is the sky. one of the forms of carbon. Okay. That you will commonly How many encounter. forms of carbon are there? Lots. A lot. There are. I don't know how many offhand. But, but it's not important because we're t- right now we're talking about diamond. Okay, yeah, let's dial it back to diamond. Diamond being on the Mohs scale of hardness 10, the hardest known, na- at least natural substance. We've managed to synthetically make similarly hard or harder ones uh, using oh, carbon, oh, really? by the way, yeah. Uh, th- these would be other allotropes like, uh, what is it called? Uh, aggregated diamond nanorods. 
How would yeah. they test the hardness of a diamond? What would be the With a diamond that? anvil, mainly. They, it's almost like a scratch test, but it's actually measured in force of uh, gigapascals. Wow. So they're trying to get the material to deform. Yeah. The, uh, how they test so they it. hit a diamond with a diamond. Yeah, or other materials with a diamond. Because you, you know, know you those have the known little hardness. hammers that smash glass really easily. Yeah, those are steel. Oh, they don't have a diamond tip, do they? No. Usually unnecessary. That would make them very expensive, I should imagine. Yeah, industrial diamonds cheap. You can buy Is a it? set of diamond bits for like a Dremel tool for, I don't know, 20 bucks. Of course, yeah, diamond bits, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, they're diamond usually bonded to like a carbide. Alright, that's enough of me showing my ignorance. Crack on, son. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's common out there in the universe. It's not as rare as De Beers would like, uh, like you to think. And you certainly don't need uh, small African children to dig them up for you. I think the the, the bigger African children would probably be more useful because wouldn't they? Because when you're mining for diamonds, isn't by their very nature them being quite tough? Is the process just hacking through some dirt until you find something you can't beat, and then that's a diamond? Well, no, uh, they're found in what are called kimberlite pipes here on Earth, where it, uh, the ones that are naturally made here on Earth are made in what are called kimberlite pipes, which are sort of like small, volcanic, high-pressure areas. Or diamond pipe factories. As, so, yeah, uh, somewhat yeah. pipe-shaped. And, uh, well, yeah, but the ones in space are, well, they're formed from stars. So, pressure, Little bits heat? of star stuff. Yeah, pressure and heat. Uh, and fusion, because it's basically the elements are... Uh, transmuted through fusion okay. up and you end up with uh, like everything up through iron. Something. Right, all right. Okay. You know, like, you know, magnesium and beryllium. And so star things. spunk is just loads of stuff that just yeah. exists. Right. And so we know because we found these things in meteorites that we have found here on Earth that have you know, landed and they have diamond in them. In other cases, we've done forms of spectroscopy uh, on stuff in space, what kind of frequencies of light these things emit, and so we can tell the composition of yes, ge generally of what's out I, there. I remember a story a few years back that was like, um, wasn't it? It might, it might have been gold. Now I'm thinking about. It. Didn't like NASA or someone find a an asteroid that they reckoned had like more diamonds than all the diamonds put together on Earth times ten or something? It's plausible, but I don't know. And the, your real problem there is going out and getting it at this point well no i think it was more like bitcoin fight at that point or it could have been gold it could have been a, a bunch of precious metals oh, uh, could you platinum imagine? and the like that's a payday when one of them things land isn't it <laughs> well it's gonna be a very nasty day when one of those things <laughs> it's still uh, a payday mate <laughs> <laughs> payday for the survivors yeah so the stuff the, the diamond star spunk isn't anything like the the earth natural tube spunk well i mean like the crystal spunk. structure of it is identical uh, yeah. as far as yeah and, and they would look identical but they may come in you know and just like the ones here on earth they'll come in all different sizes um but they'll be embedded with chemically similar things right. uh, okay for example graphite another form of carbon which you are most commonly familiar with being in uh, your pencils it's lead well it they when they used lead, yes, and at one point they did, but it was replaced with graphite. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. 
and graphite is just another form of carbon. Uh, you can find deposits all over the world. It is not uncommon. It's and you find cold. it in... And just like all the other uh, minerals we'll find here, you find them in meteorites. <sighs> Again with the space rocks? Well, these are the minerals of creation. Before the, before there of were planets... Course. Of course, yes. There were these through and space and it time is, constantly. Yeah, well, but, it is no so, coincidence that our planets are made up of these things, at least is, partly. Is that is that similar to coal? Was I close with coal? Coal no. is a it was a biological product. It is carbon, but it was plant material that was then mm. compressed. Okay, moving swiftly on. Uh, so <gasps> yeah, oxides. Yes. What? So under the oxides, uh, you'll find rutile. Ooh. Which is titanium oxide. Now, titanium oxide is what gives you things like the asterisms in uh, sapphires. So, like a cat's eye sapphire. Oh, yeah. Uh, that cat's eye mark is titanium oxide in the rest of the mineral. Uh, you'll see that in rutile quartz as well. You see these little black rods running through it. That's dark. Uh, uh, titanium oxide is also used to make white paint. And it's also what makes fireworks uh, white when they go off. Oh. Nice. A very useful, commonly available mineral. Uh, of course, the gem forms and the collectible species are uh, sought after for their beauty and their rarity. Yeah, I can see some pictures here, mm. and they're pretty good looking. They're very strange looking. Quite futuristic, quite sci-fi. Most rocks are quite sci-fi, don't they? But yeah, that it's it's an industrial product. We use it for all kinds of things. It's uh, quite wonderful. Um, under that, uh, not coincidentally, is corundum, which is your base mineral for uh, sapphires and rubies. These days, it's most commonly grown in laboratories to make yourself uh, your cell phone screens. And when do they work out how to grow that? Oh, uh, so synthetic rubies, oh, that was invented a, a while back. That was late 1800s. And, and before then, they were stumped the, uh, at how to well, do in it, the, right? And the process is called the Vernoil process. And okay. it requires melting the base mineral, which is corundum, in a furnace, uh, which is then dripped onto a seed crystal. And so when that molten corundum cools, it keeps the same structure as that seed crystal. So you could, Ooh, it's like and you would get these big 500-carat bowls of mm. corundum. And the way you chose the color is by adding whatever impurity would give you the right color. So for a ruby, it's uh, chromium oxide, oh. which it looks like a green powder when you get it, but it's what makes a ruby red. And what is also make, that's what also makes it fluoresce under UV light. So so, so just, just to finish off what I started... Let's get to the end of the road. But so before they they found out how to invent this, you could have said it was a bit of a corundrum. <laughs> yeah, you could, you you certainly could. Uh, now, interestingly, in the crown bridge, jewels, so in the, the crown jewels of old Blighty, where you are. Oh right, yeah, no, well, uh, next door to where I am. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> very much next door to you. Quite close. M more next door to you than me. I live in New England, which is better than old England, clearly. Hmm. <laughs> or England 2.0, as the cool kids yeah. like to call it. Do the, I've never heard that, but might as well, well start the trend. Uh, start well, the hashtag. Uh, 
but the in the crown jewels there was once thought to be a giant ruby. There is not. Uh, the largest red gem is actually spinel, which is farther down on our list, and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but corundum is most commonly used as an abrasive. Uh, if you want, so it's cheaper than diamond. It's a nine on the scale of hardness, and it's great stuff. So uh, is is it is it would and would it would would the adding of the impurities that gives it its color? Would that have something to do with it being less um, durable? No. Oh. No, the the impurity doesn't affect its durability. It's trace amounts. Okay. Um, your like I said, the clear versions are grown in large factories these days, and used for making jet canopies, bulletproof glass. Nice. Um, it's, you know, it's one of the layers. It's one of the reasons why your cell phone screen can deform uh, and not shatter when something hits it, unlike conventional silica glass. Right. Uh, very tough stuff. It's cool. Uh, Wish I had a, one of them corundrum factories underneath me. <laughs> Who well, knows? Maybe there is one. Maybe. Maybe in one of those deep underground military bases. We'll get to that oh, yeah. another time. Yeah. <laughs> so, next on our list was Spinel. Which was in the Crown Jewels. Correct. And you'll see the picture in the document I provided for you, which all of these things will be available in our show notes yeah. for people to access whenever they wish. I'm very podcasting 2.0. And you will see that the first one in the list, how you could mistake it for a ruby. Yes, it's very red. Very red, very gemmy, very pretty, but you'll see ones that are kind of blackish or pinkish. A lot of rubies are those colors, um, pink and purplish. Uh, but, you know, spinel, it's another one. It's found in meteorites, we know. We have we have the meteorites. Uh, we've but, got you know, them. We've rounded we've got, them up. We have, yeah, there are people who, in the whole rock hounding thing or mineral collection, they specifically go after meteorite products. Where's my Russell Crowe movie about that? Uh, probably pretty boring. What? That's what good movies are these days. They're, they jazz they're them boring. up, the boring oh. ones, so that they're like really good. Mm. And the exciting ones are just boring now, because we've seen them all. Well, you can find spinel in any areas that you might have found a volcano, usually. They're, it's often found in volcanic rock. Oh, okay. so it's one of the minerals that... It's an igneous mineral. Cool. Well, you wouldn't want one of them things flying at you, would you? No. That's well, it wouldn't ma- I mean, probably be molten back. at the time, but, you know, once it cools. Oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, it would just cool over your, um, was it the, the, the little bodies that there's left behind, you know, in, um, what's it, in the in Italy, Pompeii. Oh, what there I mean? you'll there you'll find a different one, but we'll get to that in, in, in a short bit. Oh, um, okay. So, hibonite is another mineral. If you click, uh, if you click on that link, or I, it, it's below, it doesn't look like much. It's kind of blackish. Oh, it it doesn't seem very impressive looking at it. Um, but it, again, it's another mineral. Uh, honestly, I didn't look nice? up too many uses about it. It's it's it's, it's fairly got, common. It's it's got some rustic charm to it. I'd say. I could, you know, it's got potential, isn't it? it feels like you could shine that up, and it looked like one of the other ones. <laughs> yeah, you probably could polish certain forms of it. Okay. Uh, and so that and that basically covers those that are the uh, oxides of wow. in that particular group. 
there will be others that all have, the, a lot of these have oxygen in them because oxygen is also very reactive and forms many of the minerals uh, that you find. You'll see it as, uh, uh, is, is very dominant in a lot of minerals. Cool. Uh, well, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's in the water, it's in the air, it's in us. Mm-hmm. And moving on to carbides, we have moissanite, uh, which is silicon carbide, um, commercially known as carborundum. Oh, there goes a motorcycle. Nice. Bless his heart. Tearing. Or she, he or she, or they, them, they're tearing them. We'll go with they. They. Um, so, car, so it's often used as an abrasive. It is pretty hard, uh, good enough to work most metals. Uh, right. So would, would, like, ancient man have found this and gone, hmm, most people... Well, uh, they would have found it and not been able to punch. do... They would have been able to do jack squat with it. It was named after Ferdinand oh. Frederick Henry Moissan, who isolated the natural material from the, a, the Diablo Canyon meteorite uh, <laughs> before 1905, and okay. he won a Nobel Prize for it. Well done, him. And you can see some of the gemmier pictures where instead of looking black, it has this uh, kind of a greenish tint to it. Yeah. Like a piece of, that you'd find in, in, in Minecraft. Now, he was, uh, when he found this, what his actual occupation was, was attempting to make synthetic diamond furnaces. So this okay. was isolated, like many things in science, they kind of oops into something. And he found something interesting when trying to do something else. Hmm. Uh, I mean, mineralogy and chemistry, modern chemistry, was pretty much a product of that era, uh, the late 1890s, That's uh, up through World on. War One, which gave us many other uh, chemical products. Right. Including chemical warfare. Um, uh, that weren't going on before then, then? Not in the same way. Not in an industrial or organized process. Okay. Uh, and that, uh, that goes into things like the periodic table, which of which there were various kinds. But uh, Mendeleev was the the it's Russian scientist. It's settled down who, onto one now, though, isn't it? It's pretty settled that thing. Everyone teaches. It that, is pretty it? settled, at least as far as what is present here on Earth. I bet it's disputed in North Korea. Yeah, they're probably all named after the family there. <laughs> it's, it's like Kim Jong. Everything is yeah, Kim Jong Sunite. Yeah. It's all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's not even called the um, periodic table. <laughs> And there are various forms of silicon carbide. So you'll see some things when you actually look at the chemical formulas for these minerals. You see a lot of them have silica and oxygen, as well as, you know... And when we speak of this, we're speaking of the dominant mineral, or the dominant uh, element that makes up the mineral. Right. So, but uh, that's why it's silicon carbide. Silicon carbide. Uh, lower... As we go down the list, we get to the nitrides, which includes osbornite and silicon nitride. Now, Ooh, look at that one. Yeah, osbor uh, osbornite uh, you might more commonly see on uh, people's weapons that appear to be gold-plated. It's not. It's titanium nitride, which is a uh, very hard uh, material that can be plated onto steel, mm -hmm. and it appears gold. Does it increase its um, usefulness by doing It that? protects it from wear and tear. Rust, maybe? Yeah, prevents it from rusting, uh, oxidizing. 
Um, get to this one beneath because I'm um, like, what's, oh, what's the what's silicon this, nitride? The ball, there's all ball. So, it looks like yeah. something that you'd find, um, you know, in a sci-fi movie coming out of the matrix. Well, you will, you will find them in the space shuttle's rocket engines, um, because these really? ball bearings are very thermally stable. They can and wow, uh, they're very tough. We learned before. how to grow. Those are single crystal silicon. Uh, those are actually one crystal, believe it or not. Uh, Learned how to do a lot of things over the years in engineering and material science. Uh, and they used to be quite expensive. I mean, you're talking about this kind of thing was sort of invented in the 1980s. So this is a the ability to use it industrially. And it also has, uh, which I find interesting, antiviral, antifungal, and antibacterial properties. So wow. you, yeah. So you, you will begin to see this. You in your stomach. Uh, well, I wouldn't say in your stomach, but you can use it uh, for joint replacements. You'll start seeing them start to crop up, especially as the price continues to drop and volume goes up. You'll see them used in more and more things. So they're like perfect bull sockets. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And your immune system won't react to it. And you get all different sizes, because I see like ones that are big yes. as my teasers here. There's some, there's some littler ones, like uh, there's some big, um, there's like balls of lint here and <laughs> little shiny chocolates. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they don't just come in that black color either. They can come in so some other colors. That, like what would happen if you ate one of them? Or, 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 would you would you have a really bad? A friend of mine actually brought one into uh, a history class because his father worked for Pratt and Whitney, and this was something that that company actually, or one of their subcontractors, created. And uh, those things are really smooth. They spin forever. They because they're so thermally stable. Uh, there's not a lot of friction, which makes them great for ball bearings. They don't melt at normal temperatures. They're, like I said, they're great stuff. Great so, stuff. we should be definitely long in silicon nitride. Yeah, well, instead of plastics, we could invest in silicon nitride. Plastics, that's the future, son. No, it's... Uh, but those these things, they don't degrade, do they? Uh, no, made, they'll, if, they'll, if you just these. buried it in the ground, it'll probably last a billion years. Like most rocks. <laughs> what use is that going to be to us? I don't know. Make a time capsule out of it. Put it. Put something else in there. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably super important for the Mofo ship, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, under that, you did get to some of. Uh, oh, go did ahead. we gloss over osbornite though? Because um. Well, osbornite. That was, was the titanium nitride. That's just the uh, common the mineral name for it. Yeah, no, no, uh, like is that, it's showing there that yellow powder. That's yeah. the industrial product. It but looks, again, it's like a yellow powder. All of these things are found in meteorites. Uh, <sighs> so out there in space, and here and on Earth. Here. So as above, so below. Ah, uh, no! Don't throw that one at me, bro. <laughs> Come on now. This ain't my first. But radio. I had to. Oh, it's also a great song. Wow, it's it's yeah. Well, it's just. Uh, is what it is. But I'll stay above, thank you very much. If that's alright. Yeah, get on get on Elon's rocket and go get yourself some Osbornite. Yeah. Mm, no, I'll just put no. We'll, no. The we'll get the guys above. in CERN to kick up the old Mofo ship and gonna pierce the firmament. We'll let the AI t do the thinking for us, because let's face it, humans are smart, but this this intelligence artificial intelligence is gonna be much smarter than humans. Or it already is. <laughs> uh so under this we get start getting to the silicates. And these will incorporate other things like magnesium, uh, 
lithium, beryllium, things like that, uh, because they include oxygen as well as silicon. But mm-hmm. silicon is the dominant thing in that. And you, uh, the first thing you get to is sort of this uh, olivine relative. Now, olivine you might see in like lava flows uh, when they well, cool. Like it's around. That, uh, no, when it once it cools. And right. uh, the other name for it is peridot. It is the the August birthstone. So lava itself is just made up of all this stuff. All this stuff. It's made up of all this stuff. And depending on what's in it, the lavas are different all over the planet. It's like Earth's sort of hot vomit. It is. And it's a big chemical factory. Which, in the evolution of minerals... on top of a, a thing that's like spewing out all these things at us. Well, they were they were spewed out of stars to begin with, then they came together, above, smashed yeah. together Sorry, in some yeah, cases. Some of which our moon is made up of, right? Which is at one point cleaved off so of that's this planet. A definitive on not cheese is what you're telling me. Definitively not cheese. Definitively right. mostly basalt. Okay. Uh, so, first among these silicates is uh, forsterite. Which again is related to olivine, similarly green. You can see there in the pictures. Yep. Uh, there are some yellow, orange varieties. Okay. This looks um, like something you'd find in Zelda, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's very pretty. Very pretty. It's a source of magnesium. Uh, for what's it used you know, for? Is it used for anything? Is it got any uses? Well, that's a good question. Um, Ooh. That is actually that's a great question. No, no. <laughs> Nobody said that. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> That's not a great question. Um, so it can be used in certain things. Uh, it's mainly used in for actually extracting the magnesium. Oh, right. Yeah, so it's like a combining thing. Like uh, you need one for the other. Bit, uh, 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 yeah. Well, it's okay. just it's a, it's a common mineral. And you find... You know, you can find some really pretty forms of it out there, but industrially, you don't care about how pretty it looks. You just care there's a lot of it. So you find it in sort of like a non-gemmy mass. Right. And then you got a sculpt out of that, something nice? You can. I mean, like I said, there, there's orange, there's black ones. Ooh. There's so quite and, a, lot, it, a lot of them are black, though. So the, the chances of them turning black and then the chances of them turning a different color... Is it the different color? Is that still impurities, like just natural yes, ones that are in there? Yes, that's just natural impurities, yep. Ah, which is so mad how, like, some natural impu- impurities go some places and that causes a totally different... Well, and sometimes you'll see down. the magnesium replaced with iron. So when we talk about allotropes, there will... Be, it's like, you might have, like, uh, calcium in one, you might have iron in another... Different things will place but it, but, it, but it's flow. in that crystal structure. They're all in a flow of lava. Yes. So, so for example, when you see a volcano erupting, mm-hmm. are loads of people like, right, come on, guys, time to get the tools. We can collect us. There, well, there are some rocks. people I'm sure that travel around doing that. And the, I had, do you remember the Hawaiian lava flow that was going on? It was like went through a power plant or something a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a piece of lava from that flow. A guy in my mineral club uh, traveled to Hawaii and got me a piece of it. So I've got a little piece from that one. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's cool. Uh, wow. It also happens to be the August birthstone. So. 
Yeah. Oh, what we need is is like our own, um, like a like a Fediverse instance where everyone can show off their rock collections and have like a little cock dot rocks. Well, you can ask you, you you can ask other people on No Agenda Social about that, and um, you might get some pictures from Dame Delorean. Yeah, they've got, they, I bet there's a good old rock collection out there in the in the in the nation. Well, I, I think I think you'll find if you go point. around, uh, you might find a local mineral club in your area. Yeah, but will they will they be of a mind like to? They'll show they'll gladly the show you stuff. Oh yeah, him in the mouth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got nothing to show. My my missus bought bought, bought me a piece of organite off a market stall about two years ago. It's under the bed. That's it. <clears throat> but as far as the industrial uses of the material itself, uh, without extracting things from it, they are looking at using it as a uh, biomaterial for implants. I don't know well, what kind yeah, of implants, right. but so silicon, silic silicon implants. Well, you know, I don't know. Is it, no, not, not like silicone. Boobs? You're thinking silicone, which right. is different. So silicon and silicone and silica are all different. This is so silicates. silica, right? So there's silica, which is like sand, which is basically just quartz that's been crushed up, okay. you know, ground out, ground down. So it's silicon oxide, uh, it's SiO2, which we mainly use for making glass, among other things, but. Oh, that's cool. But you'll find, you know, silly, all these things you'll find combined in different ways in different crystal structures. And that's what gets you uh, all these different things. All right. Uh, let's see. And then you've got, uh, uh, under our silicates, you've got a perovskite, which sometimes you'll find, a lot of uh, perovskites you'll find mixed with lead. And the one we're featuring here is called Brigmandite, which is a oh. magnesium uh, perovskite. And you'll see it's kind of got a lot of brown and yellow with some... Uh, the black stuff in that picture is, is the perovskite. Very small piece of it, isn't it? Like one millimeter? Yes. It, uh, yeah, you can see the scale on the picture. Um, now, Is it naturally quite small? Is that a, a trait of it, or is it just because of the picture? It's just because of what it's with. You know, it was a... It's not super common here in our in the crust, but it's actually very common in the lower mantle, around 2,700 kilometers beneath your feet. Supposedly, it's the most abundant mineral on the planet. We just don't see it very often because it's down in that lower mantle, and it doesn't come mm -hmm. up often. Do we know that because of the work of Jules Verne, or is that uh, someone else? Well, we know that through... So, I think they speculate on... The, there's different ways they speculate on the compositions, but they look at what comes out of all the lava flows around the world. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Geologists so like all the around the of, of the earth, isn't it? Yeah. So, they look at what comes up out of these things, and uh, they look at um, the density of the material uh, with the seismographs measuring how different waves yeah. propagate. So they get an idea of what materials could be there at those pressures and temperatures. I see. Okay. Uh, so so the, the yeah. I'm changing my mind now. I don't think it's vomit. I think it's blood. It's it's the okay. Earth's blood. Could lava be the Earth's blood? Certain, it certainly could be looked at that way. And the beating heart would be our rotating core of iron oh. and nickel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're tickling my taste buds. We better leave these people where they are. And if you're wondering what generates all that fantastic heat in the core, 
You better stop. Um, you better keep listening to Cock Dot Rocks. Yeah, and you'll find out if you haven't already. And stay I'll tuned, you know folks. Already, in which case, well done you for doing your doing your own work in the work. That's that's good on you. Yeah. Is but, that uh, is that the last one? That is the last one. No way. There oh, are ma- well, there are many different forms of these that you, you know, you'll find. Like I said, allotropes, you know, different varieties of the same th- thing. But that's it. That's all we've got from, from these. The are, old these are creation ones. Most of the base minerals, of which almost everything else is, is made up of in different combinations. Wow. Um, and there's only twelve to start off with, but then you 12. get things that started happen. Yeah, twelve. But then you got, and we'll get into this in a later episode. You know, the evolution of materials because everything heavier than iron is produced in either neutron star collisions or black hole and neutron uh, supernova type events. Oh yeah. And uh, that's that's basically where you get everything else because iron can't be fused. Its core is too resistant to the process. So that's why it's at the heart of things. Yep. And that's why there's so much of it around. Because mm. you know, the core cool. of our planet might as well have, was definitely born from a, a star that went out or exploded wow. or whatever yeah you kidding me no it's a chunk so of a we, former star we yeah. could have been shining on some other civilization in another time and place. we well we we could have been although given that's the age of the universe uh that's highly unlikely uh, oh. in in that it takes enough time for life to form that you know, three and a half billion years ago, there was yes. probably no life in the universe. But there's, if, if only for, there were, for the for the main reason, any, um, well, for the main reason, there wasn't enough stuff in uh, to make up what we know as life. Right. Uh, I'm talking about like oxygen, iron, carbon. Yeah. There just wasn't. Was, house, there hadn't been enough stars fusing enough material for it, to, and and also to be dispersed out and collected again. Yeah. Well, there, there could be unknown factors that we don't know of currently. So, it yeah. there could be, uh, but we're, we're sort of wait, we're taking a wait and see approach on that one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, we're only little mites, aren't we? In the fullness of time, you know, hundred years if we make it that long, get yeah. three three numbers. And the universe in our is age, a, a universe job, is a big place, something around uh, ninety three billion light years, and well, that we can tell. There may yeah, be more universe out beyond that, but from what we can tell. That's the approximate there, size right now. There could be a lot less. Uh, no, there's. It, it's either that's sort of like the minimum. <laughs> mm. That's that's the minimum. Know. You never know. Um, Rather stay on that fence myself, just in case. In case of what? We, we, what? Thor's well, hammer. The, fen- the fence is the higher position. I can see more more of the territory around me. If I come down either side of the fence, that blinds me to the other perspective. I just want to say one more interesting thing about the uh, perovskites, like Brig- uh, Brigmandite. Yes, the Brigmandite. Um, perovskites are part of research into even more advanced solar cells. Ooh. Uh, which would enable the absorption of uh, different parts of the light spectrum. Oh. So you might have, you know, your... Uh, like UV stuff, you mean? Or like more, our, more like closer to the stuff? infrared spectrum. Okay. Yeah. So you would have hot, solar cells that absorb, that, you know, react mainly with the visible light spectrum, but different layers of it or uh, would react to, you know, the that infrared light as it passes through. And so yeah. you can get higher yields in general and 
you know, they're working on the material, not degrading uh, in the lab. Uh, you know, trying to get as you know as many uses out of it as possible. Because solar cells said, over time it is, degrade. It is supposedly the most plentiful thing down there. Right, and and many many of the prophecies they're working with are lead based, uh, not magnesium. So what will this mean? Lots of solar panels in the future to ruin the Earth. Quite possibly, or to save yeah. the Earth, depending on your perspective. Well, yeah, I mean, I know what they do. I've got first-hand experience with them. So. But yeah, the the minerals of creation are just that. They were the minerals that were present uh, after the first stars exploded. Yes. And, wasn't, uh, it wasn't that argument I thought I heard on the agenda when they said about if the stuff is going into solar panels, then it's not going into something that it's meant to go into, and that will eventually totally screw up everything. Like well, let me put it this way. In terms of access to materials, we've barely scraped the surface of this planet. You know, the crust itself Ooh. is 20 kilometers thick. Then and you've got the thousands of kilometers. Ever dug? The deepest hole, I think it was that Russian borehole, is something like 40,000 feet. 40, and what's that in kilometers or something? In, well, let's see. Mm, is that something like 5 or 8 kilometers, something like that? And the the stuff where the Brigman diet is, is was what twenty six, wasn't it? Twenty seven hundred kilometers. Twenty seven hundred. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There's your answer, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this planet. And by the way, we don't. The the interesting thing about the evolution of minerals on Earth is that thanks to life being here, it changed the composition of the minerals in the crust. Hmm. Huh. So we'll we'll talk about that on a future episode. We will. Um. Yeah. See you later, people of the earth. I've been Gwiff the Cock, and this has been episode two of Cock Dot Rocks. And I'm Justin my, Cody. Uh, yeah, Justin Cody. You're, you're a humble amateur mineralogist. Yes, and I hope you enjoyed Justin's sound bed because it's um it's very specific what he's been able to put together with his incredible art of creation in, in the audio world there well done and, and the, the crickets. crickets the crickets yeah. are not singing for their supper they are singing for booty <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> <laughs> they're playing that boom box outside your window right now Mm-mm. that's me cock dot rocks <laughs> later folks yeah ta-ra there you go that'll do isn't it yep Nice little outro song, and I'll do it short enough so that we don't.